I'm thankful to God that I have this opportunity to be here and standing before you and, and bring God's word to you. Um, you know, uh, a, whenever I get opportunities like this, it's, this is an incredible, uh, a, a solemn opportunity and a responsibility, and I just take it very seriously. And I thank God for that. And I thank God for Pastor Reed and the leadership for allowing me to come and share God's words with you. Before what God has laid on my heart, I, I want to just give you a brief, a very brief update of our ministry. Um, thank you for your continued prayers. Uh, as some of you may know or may not know, uh, our ministry is called Life Change Ministries International. Um, my, my wife and I, we both served the Lord through that ministry, and uh, we've been uh, serving the Lord uh, with that particular ministry for 11 years, and prior to that, another 20, uh, 10 years with another ministry called BCM. Uh, some of you might know about the club movement. I was part of their ministry for 10 years. But we are grateful to God that as uh, the Lord is using us and our missionaries on the ground in India, uh, God is allowing us to reach children and teenagers in India. Um, our ministry focuses specifically taking the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and conducting Christian camps for these kids, uh, children and teens, uh, in about 12 different states in our country of India. And, and by God's grace, beginning this uh, past, in this April, We've also started reaching the same uh, children and teenagers in Nepal as well. And uh, we thank God that God allowed us, allows us to do five-day camps. Uh, he allows us to do three-day mobile camps where we take the program of camping, the gospel, and we go to different uh, rural villages and tribal areas and conduct camps for those kids there. Because in a country where 1.3 billion people live, uh, it is said about 40% of that population is 40, uh, 18 years and under. And so we're looking at about uh, close to 500 million children and teenagers live in our country. And to bring all of them into one particular one camp location, it is incredibly difficult. So God burdened us to take that camping program and to go where children are. And that's our mobile camps are. We just go wherever the Lord opens up doors for us. And we thank God in this last 11 years, he allowed us to be in 12 different states in our country. And the third type of camps that we do is special needs camps. We just, as we began to do the ministry, we see this uh, huge, huge need of reaching to those kids, uh, those children and teenagers who are gifted in a special way. In a country which is filled with a wrong notion, a wrong understanding, that if you have a special needs child, you are a cursed family or a cursed child. And, uh, and so the parents are very reluctant to even to introduce their own children. Introduce their own children. Uh, we come across uh, in our ministry of reaching special needs kids where dads don't even touch the glass of their own daughter or their son because they are fearful that something would get to them as well. We just thank God that we teach biblical base of disabilities to these parents and, and and equip these kids that they are formed by God, by design, that God has a purpose for them. And we just thank God that we allow, God is allowing us to do specialist camps as well to our country children in India. And now, God willing, we'll do the same thing in Nepal as well, where we do find the same mindset of that. And so we're thankful to God that in these uh, years of ministry, God is allowing us to reach kids, their parents, and through that ministry, God is changing communities and regions for the glory of God. And we just thank God for that. 
and our prayer that God would each day take our ministry and place us in front of children so we can open up God's word and preach them with the life-changing gospel that brings about, that transforms lives as we live life today on this earth, but then prepares us for eternity to come to have that, that fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ for eternity to come. So we thank God for that. And so I just want to thank you for your prayers, and I want to encourage you and plead with you to continue to stand with us in prayer um, that we can reach as many kids that God wants us to reach uh, in our country of India and, and Nepal as well. So that's a kind of brief introduction, a brief update on our ministry. But this morning, I just want to share with you and open up God's Word for you as an encouragement for you. And today, of course, is Father's Day. I had a joy to be able to stand here as a father and say, thank you, Lord, for choosing me. I mean, I look at myself and, and look at my past, you know, um, you know, and all the mistakes that I've made. But God, in His merciful grace, still loves me and, and saved me and gave me the privilege to be a dad, to be a father of my three girls. And I'm thankful to God for that privilege that he gives to me. And I'm thankful to God that my oldest one, Faith, and my youngest one, Paige, is with me. And um, so thank God, and I appreciate and I congratulate all the fathers this morning. So celebrate. Uh, the sermon title for us this morning is Father's Day, Celebrate and Consecrate. So we'll talk about the celebration first, and then we'll talk about the consecration part of it later on. As we read through the scriptures this morning from Luke chapter 15, we see this incredible passage that displays the, the exact model of a father who should be and can be. And we see that. And we see, you know, we see that fathers are the central figure of a family. That's God's design. It wasn't man's design. God designed it right from the beginning of ages of time. Fathers complete a family, you know. And, and it's heartbreaking to see some families in our communities that we don't have fathers in our families. And that brings about that imbalance. And I just breaks my heart to see some of those scenarios like that. But yet in God's sovereign plan, God designed that father be the central figure. As father be the head of that family as Christ is the head of the church. And given up that fantastic and the exact model for us to, to embrace and to follow just that Christ loved the church, that the father loves the family as well, and as a husband loves his wife and, and his children. And that's God's design. That's God's plan. And so as we look at this passage that we just read from Luke chapter 15, you know, we, we look at this in an incredible way. There's just a lot of things jumps at us. And I'm pretty sure over the time of the church's family and, and the life of the church here uh, that you may have had the wonderful privilege of unpacking this passage many times. And it's my desire this morning is to, to unpack, as God has given me the opportunities to, as I read these passages, there's few things jumps out of me, out at me, and those are the characteristics that we can see of a good father that allows us to say, let's celebrate because of those things. And as we look at this chapter 15, verse 20, and it says, and he arose, meaning the son, you know, comes to census, comes to recognition, and he says, I, and he says, and he says, and he arose and came to his father. But what it, what it just, just blows my mind is, as you look at this next sentence, is, but while he was still, meaning while his son was still at a long distance, look what happens. It says, 
while he was still at a long way off, his father saw him. His father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to, the, uh, said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But father said to his, son, his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. And so as we celebrate Father's Day this morning, you know, we celebrate fathers because fathers, I, mean, now look, I, I think about my own dad, who is in the glory right now, worshiping the risen Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. After serving the Lord for 44 years, God called him home. And I look at my dad and I, I just think about how marvelous he was. He was a very strict disciplinarian. I got to be honest with you, growing up, it was a tough thing to get those disciplinarian talks and his you know, loving you know, spanking. But as I think about now, I appreciate my dad. One of the things that dad impressed on my heart and carved me in, in a special way is that if I would not do my devotions, he would show you know, his, his wrath. And growing up as a small kid and growing up as a teenager, I'll be honest with you, I didn't like it. But I thank God today that that discipline that he has put in my life helps me today. That there's a day that doesn't go through, it won't go through me. And I, if I don't study the word of God, there's this, this, this sense of like, I missed it. I missed this fantastic opportunity of communion with my Lord, with my Father. And I got to thank God my, my, for my dad, the way he has brought, brought me up and my, my two other siblings that we, I have. And I, so we celebrate our fathers because of what those things are. You look at this passage of this parable, the Lord Jesus himself is talking about is that we see this father who's been longing, who's been praying for his son, I'm sure, that he would come back. And for that reason, we celebrate fathers. We celebrate fathers because they are longing for their children to come and be in the fellowship with Lord and to walk in the truth as, as Pastor Helles prayed from first, for, uh, for, uh, third John chapter uh, verse four, that there's no greater, there's no joy greater than that to find that your son and your daughter and your children, your grandchildren are walking in the word. And we celebrate fathers because of that. And kudos to our dads and, and, and fathers and our grandfathers who, who shape us, who, who, who mold us into that type of mold so we can love and have that communion with our Heavenly Father. And that's what we're seeing in this passage. That you know, this, this father has been longing, has been praying. Because the word says, while he was still a long way off, he saw him. That would mean that his father every day and night would be looking onto the horizon. Is my son coming? Because he's been praying. His heart has been aching for him. His son who has lost. 
And when he saw him, he ran to him, right? That's what the word says. He ran to him and he embraced him. We celebrate our fathers because they love us. They, they protect us. They provide for us. And we celebrate for that reason. They equip us. They empower us in their abilities, in their ways that God enables a dad and a father to enable and to equip their child and their children. They're compassionate. We see that. The word says he, he saw him and he felt compassion. He didn't think about, oh my word, my son did this, 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 this. Forget it. He's done. No, he didn't say that. He had compassion in He embraced him. He kissed him. Our fathers, we celebrate because they're compassionate fathers. They lead us. They lead us as a family. They lead, you know, in, in a physical sense, but in more about, about all of that. But spiritually, they lead us. And we celebrate for that reason. Because that's what he says. As, as when the son says that I have sinned against the Father, against the heaven, and against you, I have, I'm not worthy. And so the father has compassion and he forgives. And he says, bring right away the best robe. Bring right away the best robe. Put it on and put on a ring. Affirmation, affirming. My son, you're good. No problem. Let's not worry about the past thing. You recognize you've sinned. Now we move forward in this communion of celebrating family and celebrating the relationship that a father and a son will have. So we celebrate fathers. Because they're, they're compassionate, they're forgiving. They look out for us. They are our encouragers. They are our strong supporters. One of my close friends, a co-elder of mine from Ephraim Church, today I was thinking for him this morning, I was praying for him much today this morning. He just lost his dad um, to cancer uh, just a couple days ago. While I was in the hospital, my friend Rick sent a text message and he says, you know, sorry to update you, my dad, this fabulous soldier, he said, laid down his shield. What an incredible way to describe his dad. Knowing his dad, he was a, he's a fabulous, bold soldier. And that's what our fathers are. They, they lead us and they guide us and they, they, they equip us and they change, they change us through their spiritual leadership. They are our teachers. And because of that, we, we, we celebrate. We look at this passage and, and, and Father is saying, bring the best robe, put on a ring, shoes on his feet. He's teaching his son through all of that to be, to emulate him as he leads his new life, new chapter of his life. And we, we celebrate for that reason. But you know, in, in, in the reality, not every father, not every, each one of us have all of those qualities like our Heavenly Father has. You know, it, again, as I said earlier on, it, my heart breaks when we, we see some families that doesn't have that father figure in the, father, in the family. And so, and so we, we, we'll, we look at that and say, how do we explain that? And the only the consolation and the comfort that we can have and take is that we have a heavenly Father who's perfect. The Word reminds us from Matthew chapter five that you know He is a perfect heavenly Father. 
There's nothing in him that is wrong. There is nothing in him. There's no deficiency there. And so we, we take that as a, as a comfort, as an encouragement, even when we find in our context of life, as we live life, as, as sinful people we are, some of us fail. Some of us have failed in the past. Some of us continue to fail today. And so the families are hurt. So families are broken. And so we, we, we say, how is that then? How can we celebrate? You know, I, and, and so the only way we can come away from that is that a, a good father, you know, it says from today's Daily Bread, I was, I, I'll quote that from there. A good father reflects the love of a heavenly father. A good father reflects the love of the heavenly father. And so even as, as, as we find ourselves being in this sinful world, tempted in so many different ways, and possibly of failing in those things, our, our, our hope would be is that, and our, our only direction would be is to look at our Heavenly Father and say, because Lord, you are perfect. I have to follow you. I have to copy you. I have to emulate you. And apply that to my life and be the best dad as God's word tells us to do. And so that's and that's our ways to celebrate this morning for the good and the great things our fathers are doing. But yet, not to be discouraged that when we don't find those things in our fathers, they don't, we don't give up the hope. Especially, I'm looking at some of the young guys here. That, that one of these days, God willing, that God might give you the privilege to be a husband and to be a father. That we don't lose hope. We have hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a model in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a model in the Heavenly Father as to what we can copy to our life. And that will be my second element of our sermon this morning, is to consecrate, to, to, to refresh ourselves in a fresh way before the Lord. And that's where I would like to take us back to the Old Testament, the book of Joshua. We find in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 and 15. I know we just read 15 verse, but I would like us to read verse 14 as well. Joshua 24, verse 14 and 15. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether, gods, whether the gods of your, your fathers served in the regions beyond the river or the gods of Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That was our worst for our family as a growing up as a child. I remember dad telling us all the time, this is it. We made a decision as a family to choose God, to choose the everlasting living God, 
the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have chosen to serve him, to, to surrender our family to him. And the second element, as I, as I said in our sermon this morning, is to consecrate our fathers, even as we celebrate, even as, our, as we celebrate this Father's Day, we don't end that. We don't end it by just you know, having a party, which is nothing wrong in it. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a party today because I'm going to go home and celebrate with my family uh, the, the blessing and the privilege God has given to, to our family to have me as their husband and father in the house. And I'm pretty sure each one of us will have the privilege today. There's nothing wrong in it. But let me also challenge you this morning that we are to take this as a solemn responsibility. This is not a joke, my friends. It is a solemn responsibility. I want, us to, I want us to take seriously this challenge that Joshua puts forth before us. We've got to examine ourselves because as I said, you know, inevitably, inevitably as we live our lives, there are areas that we fail. There are areas that we continue to give in. There are areas that we continue to go that we should not go as a father. And so there comes a time like today. It's a good time. It is just like a birthday, if you will. A new day that God is giving to a father in, their, in his life. A new chapter that they can begin to say, Lord, starting today, I want to be. I want to be like what Joshua has challenged. To make that decision. So I want to challenge you to consecrate your life. I'm challenging myself this morning. To, to go before God and say, Lord, fill me afresh with the challenge, with the responsibility of being a dad. What is the first thing? Verse 14, it says, Now therefore fear the Lord. Let, let me challenge you, let me challenge myself as fathers. Let us take that man, that's a wonderful reminder challenge. Let us fear God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that we surrender to Him all, not only pieces of it, but surrender our entire life. If you're a born-again believer, then let's just challenge, rededicate our lives this morning to the Lord that we belong to. But if there's anyone this morning who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, let me plead with you, let me challenge you. Surrender your life for the first time and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because it is in Him we have hope for eternity, for life as we live today because God has given us His Word to sanctify us and to purify us as we live and according to His Word. And that we are to I want to challenge you to consecrate not only to, to fear God and to surrender to Him, but to be a decision maker. To be a decision maker. You see in this word it says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity. And then verse 15 it goes on and says, Choose this day whom you will serve. Make a decision, my friend, my fellow father. Make a decision. Be a decision maker. Consecrate yourself in a fresh way. Don't let the decision be put off. 
Indecisiveness is breaking our families each day in our communities. We're not, not able to make those decisions. Passing on the buck is ruining our family structures in our society. God's word is saying, be a decision maker. Be a decision maker. Recognize, uh, the third thing I want to say in this, in this context is, recognize a life purpose as, as a father, as, as fathers, we have a purpose that is to lead the family. Not to be in the back seat, but in the front seat. As God enables us, as God gives us through his word, direction, we lead our families. We have, that is the purpose of a father. Consecrate yourself. The other way, we, another thing that we, we can walk away from these two verses is to put away, put away idols that are there in our lives. Fathers, I, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm talking to myself as much as I'm sharing with that to you. Let us go before the Lord and say, Lord, take away these idols that are there in my life. Some of those idols are secret idols that you know, that nobody knows. Let me plead with you. Let me challenge you. In God's name, let us remove, let us put away those idols because you know what? Those are destroying our families. They're destroying our marriages. So Joshua is saying, put away gods that your father served beyond the rivers. Some of us are still struggling with our past sins, past mistakes. God has given us a new slate in the Lord Jesus Christ when you surrender those things to him. Pour down before his, his throne of grace. He is gracious, he is loving. He is, he is 1 John 1, 1, chapter 1, verse 9 says, he's faithful to forgive us, to cleanse us from every kind of unrighteousness and to purify us. Consecrate ourselves. Let's consecrate by putting away the idols. And let me also challenge you as we consecrate, let us be the gatekeepers of our family. That's what Joshua is challenging his leaders. Make a decision. Serve, whether you serve the Lord or serve the, the other gods. But he says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let us take the, 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 the challenge to consecrate ourselves to be the gatekeepers like my friend said in, in his text message when he told me about his father's passing, a valiant soldier laid down his shield. You know, we, 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 we don't do this gatekeeping job, protecting our family. The best way to do it is to be on our knees. To be the fathers that our, our children's, children can say, my dad is a prayer warrior for me and for my family. You know, as I, as I minister to our campers, 60, 65% of our prayer requests of our campers say, pray for my dad. He's an alcoholic guy. Pray for my dad. He abuses my mom. Pray for my dad for this or the other sin that he's entangled in. And I can say it could be the same thing on this state side as well. The way we can be gatekeepers 
It's not only through the Word of God being preached in the Word and lived out, but to be on our knees and praying and interceding on your behalf of your family and to ask God to protect them physically, spiritually as well. We are to be the, the, the anything that comes into our home has to come through us, the fathers. We got to leave, we got to be willing to lay down our lives for those, anything that will mess up our family, that we got to be willing to give our lives. And we do that to begin with on our knees. Let's consecrate ourselves to be on our knees and to pray, to be our prayer warrior to our, towards our wife and our children. And then finally, let me challenge you to consecrate, to serve God. Just the way Joshua has challenged his leaders. Serve God. I have decided, me and my family have decided to serve him. But how, what about you? Fathers, this morning, what about you? Are you serving God? I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, you pack your bags and go to Africa or go to Austria where our sister has served so faithfully for over 40 years. Serve the Lord in your own home. Living Christ that your family should see you. The only Christ that they will see and should see you is you. Through your word, through your life, your testimony, as you live out the word of God in your life. Serve God. And other opportunities that God calls you to be involved in the church or otherwise, serve Him. There is no other noble profession, as Apostle Paul talks about in Titus. There's no other noble profession in this world other than to be used of God as a servant. Let's consecrate. Even as we celebrate Father's Day today, let me challenge you also to consecrate fathers. Ask the Lord to fill you and I afresh and to be the fathers that God wants us to be. The way the Father, our Lord, designed me to be a father. Knowing that he is able to do more than anything that we could, he has, we could ask or imagine. Because of the power that is at work within us. Let's go forward with that great assurance that he's able to do that. Yes, we're going to have some challenges as we go forward. Yes, we're going to have some hurdles to cross over. But because the power that is there in, within us, that is at work within us, God is going to do it. And we're going to make it. And I want us to be, because God's word says we need to be. That is, the, that is the design that God has given. As a father, we are to be the head of our family. Just as Christ is our head of our family. And that's one of the reasons I want us to um, come to this time of our morning session uh, to, to sing this hymn, Take Your Life and Let It Be. So as we sing that hymn, I want us to, to, to take it very seriously. Ponder. Are there areas that need to be surrendered to our Lord and consecrate afresh and walk away from this building a rededicated father, a rededicated husband, a rededicated grandfather and be what God wanted us to be?
to begin with. So that all of this thing is done for the glory of God. For the glory of God. So that his name is proclaimed. His name is glorified. And that's God's design for us. And that's God's mandate for us as we celebrate Father's Day. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for the great model that you've given to us in the word of the Heavenly Father. Lord, we don't have to look through any kind of you know, secular books or any kind of videos or DVDs that are out there which are pretty good. But yet, Lord, the picture that you've given to us of the Heavenly Father for us is ultimate. It's perfect. So, Father, I pray, enable me, enable the fathers here to emulate you, Lord, to copy you, and to live life as a father that you have designed for us to be. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be fathers for our families, for our children. We bless your name. Equip us. Change us today afresh. Help us, Lord, to go away from this church renewed, refreshed, challenged to live a godly father. A life that will honor you. A life that will declare you as Lord of my life. Lord of our family. We thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. In Jesus' name. Brother Sanjay, for that powerful challenge to all of us as fathers, that we would really make that decision in our own hearts this morning. We're going to be dads, we're going to be godly men in our homes. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to take the leadership, I'm going to be the example to my family, and I'm going to serve the Lord. And I'm sure God will be pleased to bring your wife and children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren Uh, to follow with you. Thank you, Sanjay, for opening the Word of God to us and uh, sharing your heart, and I'm thankful for your ministry to us today.